I miss the days of iTunes gift cards. Do you oh. know what I mean by that? I, I got to admit, I never was, was a fan of iTunes because, because, here's why, here's why. I always have this fear about technology that if I buy something or invest in something, it's going to go away after a while. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't that easy to download like an MP3 to play in your computer with an iTunes track. Yeah. So it was hard to do that. So I was always afraid of buying something on iTunes because I'm like, well, what's going to happen if iTunes isn't a thing in 10 years? <laughs> That's, you know, that's kind of interesting that that is your take on that based on who you've become in terms of like digital ownership. Uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. But what I'm trying to say is like, do you remember, and perhaps maybe you're alluding to that you do not remember this, then I will just speak on this experience. Like I would get like a $10 iTunes gift card for my birthday from like an aunt or an uncle or whatever. And those would be insane because I had, I would have to think of, okay, what are 10 songs? 10 songs that I want to have on my iPod, my tiny little iPod Nano. What am I going to listen to? And so I would like, okay, well, I want, obviously, Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. I want, obviously, Welcome to Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And then I'm like, I think I'm good. (laughs) It's just those two songs on repeat, I think. Um, So I would go and I would look at the listing, not the list, like the track list for uh, Rock Band 1, because that's the one we had. Um, and I would just go through and be like, yeah, I'll grab say it ain't so that's fine. Um, did, did this, am I speaking to anything you've ever experienced with this or not really? I mean, so for, for me in music specifically, uh, I, and it, with my digital ownership stuff, like I have to admit, I'm sorry if the, if the, uh, the internet, the government is listening to this right now. Uh, but I was not necessarily the most, uh, legally, uh, viewer, uh, legal viewer of, um, oh, wait, I'm just getting a sorry if, if you heard that on the uh, the mic here. We have a in stock alert uh, of the oh, Xbox oh. Series it's X. It's live. It's live. Go, it's go, live go. right now on Microsoft. Uh, let me let me make sure I log in with my Microsoft account. Unlike last time, um, see if I can, in fact, purchase this. Um, it says it's in stock, but I don't believe that. So but anyway, uh, so like with with music, I would download a lot of music and stuff and play it. Mm-hmm. And I've never been the biggest like music listener. Uh, yeah. And I not only am I not a big music listener, so the iTunes gift cards don't really play well with me. I'm also really bad with gift cards. And I probably mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, have thousands of dollars of gift cards. Oh, thousands of dollars Why? of gift cards. It's free money. It is, but like it's always like inconvenient, and then I get get to that point when I don't know if I've used them already, and yeah, I just yeah. I have these like little boxes just stacked with gift cards, and it's to the point when I'm pretty sure uh, Claire will just take some Starbucks gift cards, and I wouldn't even know. I probably yeah, could never pay fine. for Starbucks again if I if I wanted to uh, for the rest of my life with the gift cards I have amassed. But yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge gift card fan, but I do understand the trying to maximize your purchase feeling, um, yeah. and then just starting to buy like random stuff. It's like on Amazon when you need to get like a certain amount to get one day shipping, and I'm like, I yeah, really yeah. need these little Velcro stickers to put on my iPass. <laughs> Uh, but it's only like $8 and to get one day shipping, I need to buy like $25 worth of other garbage things. So then you just start like going through the, the deep end and like, you know, I could use some winter gloves next year. Um, this is actually (laughs) something that literally just happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I remember being on iTunes and like, they didn't have everything. And I guess as a kid, you don't understand that there's like limitations to stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just assumed that iTunes would have every single song ever conceived. So I 
it was like, what's the name of the theme song from Psych? It should be on iTunes, right? Uh, here's a spoiler alert. It's not, or it wasn't back when I wanted it. Um, because I always thought that like intro songs, like were like, I, I always thought that they were popular, real songs yeah. that got like taken, you know, like licensed songs. Um, they're not, they wrote that song for psych, which makes sense because the word psych is in it like <laughs> 10 times. But, um, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm just, Justin, I'm here to psych you out in the end. It's Hitbox. To Hitbox episode number 41, another episode and we will be the meaning of life. In today's Hitbox, we are going to be talking about a few things, things such as Returnal, our review, The Last of Us Part 3, as well as a few more things, but we'll get into that a little bit later. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin, and what have you been playing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, and actually looking um, at the uh, Xbox Series X, uh, it was in stock for, it, it's allegedly about three minutes, and by the time it told me it was in stock, it was out of stock already. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, what have I been playing? I've still been, like, begrudgingly playing that I'm going to buy a Series X <laughs> yeah. game. Um, and I think I was sharing with you, they had a GameStop bundle this week. Probably one of the worst bundles ever. Oh, it's um, so bad. It was it was like $700. Uh, you got MLB The Show, the Jackie Robinson Deluxe Edition game, which, again, I have Game Pass. That would have been a waste of money. And two controllers. And get trying to get one of those was... A 45-minute frustrating process. I was on multiple browsers. Um, mm-hmm. I had like multiple Google accounts open. I was doing it any way I could. Uh, and then it kept like just saying, like, oh, keep re- reloading any minute now, any minute now, any minute now. And well, and the GameStop website is already so like bad. Uh, not great. Yeah. 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 And uh for I had an issue with Microsoft when I had it. I got the alert uh from uh, uh the Wario 64. Like when mm-hmm. it happened, he's like, they're, they're going to be live now. And I'm like, great. I put it in my cart. I'm, on, I'm in my car, so I was like on my phone. And then it made me log in with my Microsoft account. And Peter, let me tell you something. Yeah. This boy doesn't have that memorized. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if someone said, like, Peter, what's your Microsoft account username or email? I mean, like, probably the one, like the only username and email I have, but like password wise, <laughs> oh, right. that's all so order. I put my regular Gmail address in there. Turns yeah. out that was not my Microsoft account thing. Never so it made is. me create an account, and then it made me. Then I got to a point where it's like, then sign in with your Xbox Live account attached to this Microsoft Jeez, thing. And I'm like, I don't have one. And as time, I'm just getting so angry. So I like exit it out, redo the process, but then I go back to my to like log in and buy the thing again and then it was like in the middle of pr- doing that uh the new Microsoft account membership and by the yeah. time I finally ran inside like a freak leaving my groceries in the trunk, um <laughs> the uh they were gone. So Dang. That Dang. was that that was I guess technically on me, but why the heck do I have to say like give them my my login information to buy something? Just take my money, Microsoft. Yeah, you know, it's funny like I think Perhaps we said this on the show way back when, when I was trying to get a PS5, but like I've never, when I was 
trying to get these things. Like, I've never tried so hard to get a company to take my money, and they're just, <laughs> they just don't want to. And I know, you know, like, production and stuff, and, and COVID put a wrench in all that, I'm sure. But, like, so many people want these. <laughs> like, you you are printing money right now. Like, you can, you know, make a few well, more. Well, technically, but- they're not printing money. Um, I've been reading a lot about why the heck I still can't get it. I mean, it's freaking uh, May at this point. Right. And uh, I, I think it's difficult to get a lot of these chips and stuff for the companies. Yeah, And I think yeah. with the the fact that most of these consoles are being sold at a loss, I think Sony has, like, confirmed they are not making money on PS5s. Hmm. Um I think they're not necessarily probably motivated to spend extra money to get these chips. And it, and it's like a, a tech industry wide, like shortage on the, on the graphic yeah, or the I computer know that. chips and stuff. So, um, uh, I was reading an article, um, uh, on GameStop this week that seemed to think the future of getting one of these is going to be bleak. And this is going to be our reality for quite some time. Mm. Um, the good thing is that there's so much stuff out right now that is not just like free on game pass that I don't need this. Um, I was going to say, what exactly are you wanting to play on? Is it just Outriders? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and and it's still downloaded on my Xbox One, right? That's the just thing. Play like, it, it's dude. <laughs> like it's and it's not even like it's that taxing of a game or like that. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like it's I'm not sure it'll like, be fine. But it's yeah. like you've started it and you've put the time into it. Like if I just give up on it right now, the hours I've been like watching yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to like it's more of like a personal thing at this point mm-hmm. rather than a needing it. Uh so uh I you know <clears throat> I, I'm 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 fickle like that, but it's definitely a game I'm playing. A game that's gonna end with one day me spending five hundred dollars on something. Maybe seven hundred dollars if the right bundle came out. Uh, but the bundles yeah. aren't great. Yeah, the, the, I'll say the the Xbox bundles in particular were not well, excellent. And that's the thing that like bashes me over the head about GameStop. Time to bash GameStop for a second. All of their bundles are just ways for them to make sure they're making money. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. they're like trying to sell you like the service plans and MLB the Show, which no one is gonna in their right mind buy for your Xbox. Like who right. would do that? Buy Game Pass. You'll be done playing the show by the time your Game Pass three month subscription is done. You are gonna be done yeah. with that game. Maybe not. Maybe you'll love it and keep playing it. But then, but then. And just get Game Pass still. Yeah, it's, it's it's that's that's the smart thing to do, right? Um, but I also yeah, I don't know. Th- those bundles are weird to me, and and the math never works out for me nope. either. I'm like nope. seven hundred dollars. I was like, okay, the console, <laughs> a game, and an extra controller is that seven hundred dollars? I guess tax. Yeah, anyway, yeah. And um, for the, for the longest time too, I'm also like, well, if I get the um the the xbox series x i'm i don't have to because i'm waiting to play it takes two i don't want to buy another mm-hmm. dual sense yet because that's like what 70 dollars, and yeah. i have two I'll, I'll get the xbox controller with the console and i have my elite so i can just like i'll save 70 Perfect. bucks right there so if yeah. i have to spend a little bit more it's fine like i'm not going to be upset with that but like i'm not going to buy the show yeah well you're a big baseball head aren't you i mean even bigger game pass head you know what i mean (laughs) that's true that's very true that's very Um, true but in in addition to that uh like a real game i've been playing uh is near replicant and Mm -hmm. i think i am more interested in getting the platinum for near replicant than i am for uh assassin's creed right now interesting interesting and from from what i'm reading and you know at this point i've kind of spoiled some of the stuff that happens in the game uh it's there's only one missable trophy that i missed already that's going to cause me to play the game again and it's the speed run game 
So oh, you yeah, have to okay. beat the story oh. in under 15 hours. And that sounds like a big time investment. But um, if you start a new save, skip every cutscene and just mainline it, it takes like maybe like eight hours, they said. Okay. Which yeah. isn't horrible. But and the good thing is that half of that playthrough, I only played through at the very beginning of the game. Because oh, sure, yeah. in, the, in the multiple playthroughs, you, you start at the second half. So mm-hmm. it'll still be like some new stuff at least. So it won't be like that repetitive. Um, so I'm just been like, you know, going through and, and on this playthrough trying to get a couple of extra side quests out of the way and everything. And I'm to the last like dungeon of my second playthrough. And I'll probably finish that um, later today and then start on the third playthrough, which is the bad one. Because for this one, the only thing that's different is the ending. And to get the new ending in the third playthrough, you have to unlock all the weapons in the game. Uh, yeah, I had seen that. I downloaded, uh, I'm also playing New Hope again, by the way. Uh, it's a good game. I like it. Uh, I downloaded, there's the free Yorha stuff. Yeah. Did you, do you have that? Yeah. So I, I've been using the weapons from your automata because, I mean, they're better than the weapons I have, like the tiny little sword with because it's just infinitely better and does yeah. way more damage. But uh, it's, I am, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's 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 fun, um, and I think the reason I'm more sold on this platinum than on Assassin's Creed is just because I think the stuff I'm going to have to do to get the platinum is first of all more achievable. Like I, yeah. I will probably by the end point of this have played it the same amount of time that I've already put into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> right, right. And like the things are are varied. Like even though you have like the stupid fishing and fish all the the, the fish and stuff, mm-hmm. that'll be an hour of something different than what I've been doing. So yeah. while I won't like it. It won't be repetitive. You know, it's really funny. They have that mission very early on where it's like, you have to learn how to fish. And like, that was the thing in Nier Automata too. That was just like, why is this here? Like, (laughs) like, it's a video game, I guess. But like, why are we doing this? Yeah, I, I, the fishing is better in Nier Automata. Full, full stop. I think I did it once. Because I was like, oh, you can fish. And then he bought that trophy. <laughs> yeah, and then I bought exactly one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's a good game. I'm liking it. I still I stand by what we said last week about Kaine. And like now that I've now that she's like a part of my team, it is even weirder that she looks the way she does with like her character and how she behaves. Like it's just so at odds with each other. And yeah, uh, but other than that, I am delighted with how much I'm liking this. I because I, I thought it was going to be. The, the bar of entry for it being like, oh, it's from 2010. Not that that's like so old, but I think I've been playing a lot of more modern games. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. playing something from 2010 might be a little bit of a uh, like give, give me some whiplash in the same way. Like last year, I played all the Uncharted games and like those <laughs> first two games. Uncharted one. Not it does not look like you remember it. Just let no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I played that. I remember thinking like this looks like real life. And then I'm like, yeah, no, oh, it doesn't. No, no, no. But um, yeah, it, it is. It, it's near replicant. I think as someone who didn't play it originally, this new remastered version I think holds up pretty well. And uh, I like I like Grimoire Vice a lot. Actually, yeah, I think he's he's a lot of fun. Uh, how, how wait, just a brief like not too spoilery. Where are you in the game? Was it something that just happened? So uh, we, I'm looking for this prince in this in this like dungeon. In the sand. Isn't that, isn't that a fun little area, too? And that's what I was yeah. talking about, how, like, like you said, yeah, like, unenthusiastically. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. I, I think it's fun. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it, like, it's like it get just through these rooms without it. using whatever, uh, like, 
powers abilities yeah yeah like, they like put limits on it and like later on there's like they have like combat specific ones instead of mm-hmm. just like crossing and hitting a block um but it's just it just goes along the line with you never know what's going to happen next in that game um yeah. and it's not just the same hack and slash stuff the whole time even though it's the still combat there's still a ton of different stuff that they allow you to do to, to kind of get through the content so i'm That's glad great. you're liking it because i like it yeah uh anything else um i've also been reading uh i, well, I finished reading uh ask uh, oh, nice. The, That's nice. Yeah, it's uh, so I've been I've been like actively making it an effort to read more for fun. Like, that's the thing I always cut first. Yeah, I read one book in 2018, which I think is the last book I like read cover to cover. <laughs> and I remember it was like only 200 pages, by the way. And so I closed the book. And the reason I know all this specifics is because it was like, did I just read a book? <laughs> I closed the book like the end back covers like oh you know it's like completely closed and i just felt my brain grow a little bit yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. i'm smarter i'm smarter um, now go on tell me more about askiwata so yeah it, it's pretty interesting so it's done in like two-thirds uh it's done in thirds uh the first third is a lot of awada talking about being a like businessman, like how he became the the president of Nintendo, and it's not really about Nintendo stuff. It's a lot about just like his his thoughts about being a leader, which is kind of interesting because you know I have I've been in leadership, I'm in leadership positions, and just kind of hearing like what his philosophies are, are very interesting. Um, he has this like whole like like management philosophy that every year or every he tries to interview each of his employees. And really makes that a focus of having a conversation with employees to really get to know them, find out what they want, what they need, that, and just how he can best use them. And, you know, that's something that everyone wants to do, I think, as a good leader would want to do. But yeah. it often is hard to do just with, like, time and, like, just, you know, prioritizing that kind of stuff. Uh, but, like, I think reading that was, like, that's really something that I think, you know, I need to make sure I implement more in my life. And, you know, as a teacher, you're a leader of a classroom. And yeah. um, this year has been very, like, se- like segmented with classes and teaching and remote stuff and not having kids in the room. But uh, I think, you know, really making that a focus in a leadership uh, position is an important thing to do to really talk to your students. Um, so I like that, like, from me learning about that stuff. Then the second uh, like third of the book is about Nintendo and games and they talk about Earthbound and how that came to be and how he came mm. in to save it and he was like uh, we, you know we can start from scratch and get this done by the end of the year or uh, we can keep doing what we're doing and get it done in two years and what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, then, and they're like okay, we'll start from scratch um, and kind of getting a lot of those like little stories and stuff. And I think one of the coolest things is how he talks about Miyamoto. And I think a lot of people who are like game fans are like, like really like we look at Miyamoto as being someone who is like this like godlike figure in video games. This like perfect sure. uh, like video game designer and this just visionary. And Awada, the president of Nintendo, looks at this at this at this man in that same way and is oh, just like in great. awe of him. He talks about how. Um, uh, one of Miyamoto's favorite things to do is to just go around to random people in the company who don't really play games and give them a new game. And he's like, play this. Just pick pick up the controller and play it. And then he'll like watch them play it. And yeah. he said that Miyamoto learned so much about what works and what doesn't work in a video game 
based on what he sees over their shoulder as he's watching them. To experience mm. someone who's never touched that game before, play it for the first time, seeing what they struggle with. And and I'm like, that's such a brilliant like thing for a game designer to do because we, we get so caught up in the projects that we're working on, we forget what it's like to look at that project as you're looking at it for the first time. Yeah. And I, I, I've been watching my girlfriend play video games uh, like for the first time and watching her like develop those skills. And you can tell so much about game language. Um, and she's like, you're better at games than me. And I'm like, I don't think it's that I'm better at games than you. I think I'm better at reading video game language than you. So yeah. like understanding what like a newbie like struggles with when they're playing like a third person shooter or even a side scroller and stuff. It's really kind of like fascinating to learn that from my perspective. But like when you're talking about Miyamoto doing that, it's like amazing to kind of hear. I think who is it? Was it Reggie who said this where it's like, if it's not fun, why bother? <laughs> right. And like that, like that is so indicative of what they do. And so if I were to recommend anyone uh, a new console to someone who doesn't play games, it would be the switch oh, because yeah. you pick it up and so much of it is so intuitive and so like welcoming to new players while also having that stuff for, you know, like capital G gamers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that seems totally in line with their whole thing, which I think is awesome. And, and I think that is a direction that is, that's just nice. It's it's just nice that there's people looking out for other people and, and wanting and, people to enjoy this pastime. And that's really one of like the main main focuses of of Nintendo. Like you can tell when Iwata's talking about decisions that the company made. It's about making games accessible for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like how can you make sure that the most people play the game and the most people enjoy a game? And it's really focused on that. He was talking about how um, he wanted in the book. He was talking about how he wanted video games to not be something that was like in addition to life. He wanted it to be something that you can mend, meld with life mm. together. So video games and life work together. That's why like something like the Wii, they were very specific about calling it the Wii remote because anyone can understand what a remote control is sure. for a TV. That's a, that's a term that people get. So calling mm. that a remote, people be like, oh, this is like the thing that you can turn on and like interact with it to make it like easy for anyone to pick up and understand that kind of stuff. Um, so, like, hearing that kind of stuff is really f cool as a video game fan. Yeah. Um, but then the last third of the book is not written uh, or said by Awada. It's said about people about Awada. And one of my favorite sections is when uh, uh, Miyamoto is talking about Awada. Oh, okay. And the whole book, you you get Awada talking about how great and, you know, influential and, like, great of a person Miyamoto is. Um, and... Awada never really talks highly about himself. Like, obviously, he's hmm. not going to, like, sit sure. there and brag about himself. And he just kind of comes off as, like, this humble guy who somehow got in charge of this company. But then when Miyamoto starts talking about Awada, he t treats him in that same way of being, like, this guy ah, was a legend. That's so great. And, like, it's just it's just this, like, great kind of, like, two, like, perspectives of the same person. And uh, I it's just a really good, enjoyable book. Um, and, again, if you're into business and leadership um i think Amer more american companies can learn a lot from japanese companies mm -hmm. um i think that's an important thing to take away but also if you're into video games nintendo um and these legendary nintendo figures i think this is another great kind of book so i highly recommend it it's a short read i mean speaking of the book that you said was like 200 pages it's not even 200 pages of a book so like mm. you could it's a really you know kind of quick read to get through um but also it's one i'm proud to put on my shelf of like books that I can pick up and flip through again at a later time. So highly no recommended kidding. from from Justin Makovich, English teacher slash video game player. That's you should start you can't do this. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say you should you should start like 
bringing games into your curriculum. Like you can't do that. Uh, actually, so uh, at our oh. school, um, I forget what class it was, but um, Gone Home is actually installed in all the computers in our library because oh, one of really? the classes, I think it's, I, I don't exactly know. It's like a sociology class maybe. Um, that's one of the things, that, a unit that they do. They play the game. Hmm. The whole class plays it, get throughs it, and talks. It gets through the game and talks about it, um, which I think is cool because, as yeah. we've said multiple times, video games are, are not just you know shooting people with gun um, and hit people and numbers go up. It's it's also about like telling stories in unique and, and interesting ways and getting inside of a character's head that you normally couldn't do if you're just reading a book or watching a movie. And hmm. um, again, video games are cool. I. I would have to agree with you, Justin. Uh, so I've been playing, as I said before, Near Replicant, and then also a game that we both have been playing together, Returnal. But I want to talk about Returnal later because I think it's going to be a bigger conversation than just right now. Oh, absolutely. But, but you said a game we've been playing together. What if this uh, was co-op, man? It would be a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I would be having a easier time <laughs> i'll say that <laughs> if there was someone to help like lighten the load you know it's funny i thought this is just a little bit about returnal like it's online yeah because you like have you been getting this when i've been playing it so do you have the the playstation app on your phone i do do you get notifications when i die i don't believe in notifications okay so it's a, as, it's a personal belief of mine as someone who believes in notifications i get a notification every time you die in returnal oh, okay i'm sorry for that <laughs> yeah well, I, and here's the thing it's interesting because it's not like super clear as to what the no notification is because it says like uh justin mag or whatever your gamer tag is justin magovich um was recently in and then whatever area it was and that means that you died in that area oh that's kind of cool actually i've died nine yeah. times you've got nine notifications about my life Okay, and well, I have 42 deaths, I believe, uh, so you're going to be getting quite a bit more. <laughs> I'm not putting those notifications on, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But um, yeah, I uh, last night I was like, oh, Justin died. <laughs> that was a quick run. But more on Returnal yeah, later. Anyway, I'm, yes, like, yes, I'm yes, already yes. Like, just stoked to talk about it. So uh, let's talk about Sony for just a minute. This is going to be a Sony-heavy episode. Um, I, I've told you all I'm a, I'm a shameless fanboy who loves Game Pass. Yeah, I, I I I dabble, I dabble. You dabble, <laughs> I do. Um, but I would say I would say as we've talked about in other episodes, I'm sure I, I probably lean more towards Xbox than uh, PlayStation. But that's just from how we're just, I am. We're just telling the the listeners what our biases are. Um, and it's they you know it's know. so great. It's so great, Justin, when two people can reach across the aisle and like <laughs> play Nintendo games together. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> play Smash. Um, so let's talk about the Sony State of Play that was, was this Thursday? Wednesday? Tuesday? Sure. Uh, this week, Time sure. is a flat circle, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so there were only, they, they talked about three games. and I was shocked by that, by the way. Yeah, because here's, like, I saw that there was a State of Play, and I was like, oh, I, it's been a minute since they did, did one of these, and the last one they did, there was like some cool stuff in there. I think that was when they announced the third control DLC or I guess second. Yeah. Second control DLC. And, um, I think that was another look at Godfall when that was a game that people thought might be good. <laughs> um, so like, so like these are usually they're bringing the big guns, not to say that this one didn't, but just having sort of three things didn't really, uh, it piqued my interest. Cause I was like, okay, we're going to get an in-depth look at all three of these things. So we got subnautica below zero. Did you ever play the first subnautica? I've seen people play it. 
it looks like a game that I'm glad exists for the people who like that sort of thing, but I'm like, good. Yeah. Minecraft, guys. Come on. (laughs) But, like, I, I have a fear of, like, I like the ocean. I have less of a fear of the ocean than I used to, but the fear of, like, open ocean scares me very bad and apparently subnautica does not is like leans into that a little bit uh i have uh my my two truths and a lie like go to are the following (laughs) things um uh it's usually i can't swim i've been arrested and i'm allergic to dogs oh my gosh wait two truths and a lot you're not allergic to dogs no, I've never been arrested. Like, like people, people always think I've been arrested. Like, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> well, I like that's the thing. I was like, well, I think you can swim, right? Well, I can't. And then I was, I was like, okay, so that's the lie. I think you're like, no, no, well, I I've can't been swim. Well, I know, but like, so I was like, oh, okay. You said, you know, I yeah, can't yeah. swim, so I'm like, okay, so that's a lie. And <laughs> we're gonna get back to that, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, I've been arrested. I'm like, okay, that's also a lie. And then. I have I'm allergic to dogs. I'm like, that is also a lie. <laughs> but clearly not. I, I guess now that I think about good old Archibald, he's one of those like uh yeah, yeah, he has hyperallergenic, hair. right? Yeah, he has hair, but um sometimes like when I bathe him, I have problems, but he's not as bad as my Yorkie was. Like, oh my god, Snickers was, he's still alive, but he's listening yeah, to my right. mom. But um, but like Snickers, whenever I bathe him, I had to like pop Benadryl, like a like jeez. Oh, jeez. Um yeah, it makes sense that you've never been arrested. I don't know what your I mean, crime would yeah. be. Uh, you've, yeah. Uh, but can't swim, really. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, I can float. I can, like, get to one point to the other. But, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it, like, swimming. You know what I mean? Like, I can prevent sure. myself from drowning. Okay, well, that's... For a limited could, that, amount of like, time until my, my stamina is gone. But, like, <laughs> my stamina bar is real low. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's interesting. So I'm going to... Don't change we- i was gonna invite you to my to the pool you know i've just oh. got a giant pool that i swim laps in all the time cool cool yeah yeah, yeah don't I, I won't go yeah well it, it, there's like a shallow end we could just hang out okay and this <laughs> is- <Hey>! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all the way at the end and you're like just standing there um i'll get you some floaties it's fine oh that'll be fun uh but so subnautica like that's cool. I'm glad that the sequel is coming for the people who really liked it. Because I think, to my understanding, the people who like it really, really like it. Yeah. But it's not really my thing. And then Among Us is coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5, which... It wasn't there already, is what I, I said. I mean, that, that's the thing. I was like, <laughs> whoa, how does this not here? But it also comes with like a fun little, is it Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, like a uh, character thing. Do, are people still yeah. playing that game? Am I missing? I just never played that game before. Uh... I played it a few times, I think. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. This feels like late. <laughs> like, like cuz I think it's on I think it's on Xbox now cuz it's definitely on Switch. It's on Game Pass too, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Well, I don't Granted, it's like 2 bucks, but like it's right, still right. You know. But yeah, so it's definitely on the Switch. I know that. It's obviously on phones and, and PC and all that stuff. But um yeah, if if this feels like literally one calendar year late yeah, and yeah. like i know the game came out in 2018 so like its popularity was sort of delayed but this feels i don't know anyone who would be itching to play among us that wasn't able to because they were like well yeah i gotta wait for it to be on that ps4 you know exactly so that was when they said we're gonna be at the beginning they said we're gonna be talking about three exciting games there was like subnautica i was like okay sure and then i knew the third one was ratchet and clank but um and i was like what's two gonna be and like and it did the Among Us sounds. So I was like, oh. Yeah, this I was is- a little disappointed not to say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was- and, you know, I, I do have to say, like, thank you for Sony for being, like, upfront with what this was going to be. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the like last year they did a lot of these sh- like smaller specific game focused state of plays for like their new things that were coming out. I remember one in Ghost of Tsushima. They had one yeah. in The Last of Us Part Two. Like th- this is like a like their way of just like marketing towards like this is our game that's coming out. Want to get you some interest in it and play it. So thank you for being upfront. But I'm still always like I was hoping at the end of it they'd be like and one, and more, one thing, more thing. You know, but yeah. none of that. They were very accurate with what they were advertising. <laughs> So, uh, Ratchet and Clank, and I, I know we've talked about this a little bit on the show. Uh, you are, fill me in. What's your gauge on this? Are you going to play this when it comes out? Probably. Yes, and yeah. uh, this might this might be uh, jumping the gun a little bit with talking about Returnal, but a lot of people are talking about like the the length and the difficulty involved in Returnal and how mm-hmm. it's very hard, um, and it is something that you like you know you got to have like a, for a run some serious time invested into it, and I I guess my response to that would be like if you are if you are like worried about Returnal being like a roguelike type of game, Ratchet and Clank is the perfect kind of game for you. It's the same thing with the dodging and the shooting and the weapons are cooler and like when you get to these like fun like combat encounters, it's really cool to use your different weapons and because Mm -hmm. you're not worried about having to start a run over again you can experiment with stuff. So I am excited, even though I'm not like a huge Ratchet and Clank fan by itself, I think this third person shooting stuff has really started to like like click. scratch itches and click for me yeah and a fact that i'm actually very excited to play this game um and i think i'm oddly more excited to play it after playing returnal all weekend sure well because I, I know that ratchet and clank has also been basically f- from the get saying hey we're gonna be doing cool stuff with the dual sense which is i think especially after returnal a selling yeah. point of itself of just like oh well if, if there's a game that's going to do cool stuff with this thing then yeah i'm, I'm down to try it i I don't know about, about this Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I think it's going to be the kind of thing where it really depends on if I'm still getting through like near replicant or mm-hmm. resident evil village. Cause it's coming out not this month. It's, it's May now, uh, but next month, right? It's June. Yeah. It's like right by my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Or you could send me a game code listener. If you want to give me a gift, I'll give you a gift and it'll be final fantasy seven integrate remake. Oh yeah. Um, there's a new they they stopped calling it Intergrade, but why? I mean, why I'm not surprised it's, it's Square Enix. They have a game <laughs> called Project Octopath Traveler. Like I have no yes. <laughs> no expectations for their naming conventions. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I think that is going to be really dependent on if I'm like really wanting to try this out uh, based on if there's things that I'm playing at the moment. Does this sort of make sense? Yeah. Oh no, I think I think it does, and I I. And I, I played earlier this year the 2016 remake of yeah. the original, and I was shocked at how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, it was just like a very kind of like interesting. And I always heard good things about Ratchet and Clank, but I never played one before. And I just like the combat style so much, and how the game forces you to use multiple different of your guns, and how they had like the you got to use this gun to level up this gun kind of thing. So then I'm like, well, I I have this gun that's all the way leveled up, and I love it, but like I keep running out of ammunition for it, so I need to find another couple guns to use. And mm-hmm. by the end of it, I'm like sitting there like, pause, new gun, throw something down, pause, new gun, throw something else down, pause, new gun, shoot this guy for three steps, pause. And like I know that doesn't sound like the most like like 
smooth, coherent gameplay. But it's kind of fun because you're constantly actively thinking about your situation and what guns do I have and what's the best one I can use for this particular situation. Um, and it's so fast, the the gameplay style of it. And with the jumping and the dodging and the enemy stuff, like it, it just was like, it really kind of hit the spot in a way that was really fun. And I enjoyed my 12 hours with it, almost to the point where I was like, should I platinum this game? And I said, no. Mm-hmm. Because that was a new game plus thing, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, but, or like but, a hard mode. But like, I'm like, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, like you saying all that stuff, this might be a weird comparison, but I, as someone who's not played it, always think when people describe it, it sounds a little bit like a more cartoonish Doom. In, in you know, you're cycling your weapons out and you're using all these abilities and you don't have like infinite ammo for like your favorite weapons, so you're going to have to change to diff- different ones. And Yeah, yeah. And yeah I, you know and what I'm saying? I think the one comparison Dashing, that to, to change with that is I think Doom is like legitimately a hard game. Sure. Like, like there's like, it's like, there's low margin for error. You know, you gotta be like pinpoint accurate and everything with a lot of those things to like hit the weak spots of the enemies. This one, it's a little bit more like kind of like just throw something out area effect damage. Like you don't have to be 100% accurate. There's so many enemies coming at you that you're going to hit something if you're in that general Mm -hmm. direction. Um, but there, there is some hard parts to it. Like there are certain like wave based things. And that was one of the things that we saw in the state of play that they had like a combat arena, um, that looked like that could be a fun, like way to really test out some difficult combat stuff, like have all these like strong waves of enemies coming at you and trying to find the best way to get through that. And those are things that are really fun. And the good thing is that again, you die at one of those hard combat areas. You just basically pick up right before you died and you play sure. it again. So I didn't feel bad about like failing constantly unlike some games. I wonder what that's alluding to. Dark Souls. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was way off. I was way off from what no, I was but Returnal too. talking about. Yes, Returnal, yes. Um, yes, that's that's the state of play. So did, the, did this state of play sell you at any point um, on it? On Ratchet and Clank or yeah. on Subnautica or on Among Us? <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Uh, it showed me more of like, all right, it's going to be a very pretty game that, you know, loads very quickly and... Looks like fun, I suppose. But I guess my whole thing is like, I'm just not super into Ratchet. Like, I've never really been, I've never played any of the games, so I have no connection to this story or these characters or anything like that. It was weird that a few days before, maybe a week before they had the state of play, they like announced, hey, new Lombax name is Rivet. You'd think that that sort of reveal would have been saved for the actual yeah, state yeah. of play. And they had that and the trailer come out, right? Like, that was the same, like, day. Like, they, yes. they had that updated trailer. So it was just kind of like, I've seen this already. <laughs> well, right, because, like, the actual gameplay and stuff, I'm sure it's probably different from when they first showed it off back at last summer. Yeah, but yeah. But, like, I, I get it. Like, you know, yeah. you're, it's a third-person shooter running around using fun, crazy guns. I get it. So... The one thing I did like was I, this was like a subtle thing, but they had like the weapons vendor, Mrs. Zircon, um, and you have Ratchet interact with that Mrs. Zircon. Oh, you're new to the resistance. Oh, are you in the resistance? Oh, I'm really bad at like she came up yeah, with like yeah. this like funny, like cheeky thing. And then later when you're rivet, um, you go to Mrs. Uh, Zircon again to get your weapon and it explains how the weapons that ratchet upgrades also upgrade to rivet because you're part of the resistance. And it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you got some new upgrades. And then rivets like, how did that happen? Okay, whatever. I'll take it. But it's because the other character didn't, they haven't met each other yet. So that was just like a a very like funny, but simple way to like explain that gameplay thing. Cause I think people might be, cause I can only imagine the gameplay must be different if you're rivet versus ratchet because you don't have clank for both of them. Like that kind of changes some of your core gameplay mechanics, I would assume uh, somehow. So, Maybe that will make it fun to be either of those characters. Maybe you can 
quickly switch between them at certain points. But that's the stuff I wish you would have seen. Like, what makes this game different than just another Ratchet and Clank game with two characters you characters, know like yeah but yeah, I'm, I'm still excited i will still buy it because i'm a broken human being who is apparently <laughs> able to spend 65 to 70 dollars a week <laughs> on a new video game um and uh i'm i am excited to play something new and anything that plays with the dual sense is something that i'm into 100 per cent other sony news uh playstation's investing more money into first party games which not surprising to me, but I guess like, yeah, that uh, that makes sense to me. Would you agree? Like, yeah, they're wanting to get more first party stuff, even though they have already a lot. Like, it makes sense that they would want even more because people are super hot on PlayStation right now. And yeah, and and not uh, yeah. just a little bit more. Um, uh, the uh, the GameSpot uh, article written by Eddie Matkuch uh, was it called "Sony to aggressively invest in first party games going forward." Um, they said in an earnings report uh, that they have invested about a hundred and eighty three million dollars into yeah. new uh, first party games. That's huge. Yeah, like, that's a lot. Hundred. What was it? Thirty eight. One hundred and eighty three. 83 mil that's that's a lot of money i will yeah. say that's yeah. quite a um, bit and then they also say to enhance our software offering we intend to continue investing partner in partnering with external studios in addition to aggressive to aggressively investing in our in-house studios um and i think this is really one of the brilliant things that sony did in the ps4 era um, that really kind of took the the market share away from Microsoft was when they started making those deals with your Call of Duties and your in your games like that, like the big games, and they used to they spent so much money investing in these other that that they weren't first party studios, but they may had the first party stu- the, the the these big studios make stuff exclusive for. Um, for PlayStation. And that was such a smart thing to do because mm-hmm. really you're just investing for people like you're not paying for the studio. You're just paying for a studio to make a game that is exclusive to you, which is yeah. kind of brilliant because it just brings more people to buy software for you, more hardware for you. Like it, it like it's a, it's a good strategy for a company like Sony that doesn't have the same kind of funds to purchase a um, Bethesda as you know, Microsoft does. Yeah, I am just as a video game like consumer of media. The amount of like talking about Returnal has been insane, whether positive or negative. But like, this is a first party, not first party. This is a is it a first party studio? It's not a first party. When you started up the Sony, the first party Housemark Sony Interactive. Yeah, but I don't think Housemark Housemark is first party. But this is something like an exclusive to uh, Sony that is just like dominating discussion for almost two weeks now from the preview cycle to now the review cycle to now people getting their hands on the game and playing it. It's like insane to see how much is being talked about it. Granted, the game is good, but like people like Sony. (laughs) Yeah. An easy comparison that I know we jokingly make a lot is the medium, right? That was a a studio that similar to like Housemark, uh, what was the studio for the medium? Are you talking about Bloober Team? Yeah, Bloober Team. Like they've had they've had good games in the past, but this is like, hey, we're going to be making this AAA game that's exclusive to um, Microsoft. That did not get the kind of attention that no. Returnal has been getting. Right, mm-hmm. like they didn't get that big marketing boost. That did not get that big like jump and stuff. And um, I I think Microsoft. Uh, 
Microsoft does a lot of good things. Don't get me wrong, but they're still behind on these big games that people are talking about. And I think that will change in a year, two yeah. years probably. But as of now, like Sony still got the, these first party stuff on lock. And if they are, if they're like, we're not done with this, we are going to invest even more money, $183 million on our first party studios than what we're already spending. Like that is a ton of money to expand, build and create new games for gamers. That is just great. Looking forward to the, the future of PlayStation. I think your comparison to the medium with Returnal is like spot on particularly it, like in terms of like the studios and, and all of that stuff. And you're, when you're talking about, you know, the future of Xbox and how it might be the case that people are super hot on it in two years for, in terms of like exclusives and stuff. I think that's also like super legit. Cause you think about like what games are being made for the series X. Ah, oh, we're back. Sorry. We had a little bit of audio issues here. Anyway, in two years, or that, you know, we still have a while yet until Microsoft starts sort of making its own voice is the wrong word. We see but the I, fruits of their labor. I guess so. That's more accurate to what I'm trying to say. I think the start of that is Halo Infinite. And then when they start like putting Xbox games out, you know, the, the first party studios with Bethesda or whoever else. Uh, it, all of it, you know, the, in the id software sort of, because it is the big company or is it Zenimax? Zenimax, Zenimax. is the big one. It is one of them. That's like the, right. the dooms. Um, that, that is when we're going to start seeing like, this is Xbox. This is Microsoft. Here's what these, here's this. Is, that's when the competition is going to actually start. And that, right and that, now it's just like Sony's blowing them away. And that's um, just going to be a game changer for them. But I still am not necessarily going to sit here and look you in the face and tell me that these are going to be exclusive to Xbox. Like, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I, I, you would think so, right? You would, you would assume so. But like, I, I always look back at the Minecraft thing. When you have something that's that big, and they could have made that choice that Minecraft properties from here on out, like Minecraft Dungeons, could have been exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. Um, they didn't do that, though. Um, so they're really good about finding out what's going to be the marketing thing. And you know, with the success of things like Outriders being on every platform, but also free and game pass, people still want to buy an Xbox series X by people. I mean me buy an Xbox <laughs> series X to play it for free rather than pay for it. I wonder like, you know, when they're doing stuff like that, if they're looking at it and they're like, well, we're still doing good things by being able to have it on game pass, but still have other people who can't don't have Xbox um, be able to purchase this. Like it'll be really interesting to see what they're doing because I, I really do think Microsoft is making money hand over fist because of game yeah. pass yeah. and 100%. Th that the, the more they can just target people to get game pass and not buy these stupid GameStop bundles <laughs> that they're trying to throw the show at you. Um, I, I, I think they're going to do the thing that's going to make the most financial sense for them, not necessarily just for Xbox, um, but that will be, it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens moving forward with that. And, um, but you're right. Looking forward to the future of Xbox exclusives. What is there? Uh, Halo. Uh, the medium two. Is that coming uh, out? I don't know, man. I'll play it. day one. there. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, are they doing more gears of war? That is one of the few, um, the coalition, uh, they do not have like specifically announced like what they're, what they're doing next. I mm -hmm. would assume, I think gears of war, uh, five, five or six, five, 
five was the most recent one. Yeah, I think five did well enough, and people talk very highly about that game. Um, and that's my summer goal is to get to Gears of War five with my mm-hmm. Xbox Series X. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to get it by then. Yeah, when you get it, um, yeah. But uh, I do want to to get to that by then to kind of play and keep up because I enjoyed the Gears of War games. But I mean, what are they? What's coming up next for them? I I am excited about E3 for Microsoft. What sure. is their direction going to be? There was there's so many question marks and empty holes that right now, what, Perfect Dark Zero that or Perfect Dark that's another one that the mm-hmm. that they announced. But when is that coming out? What's that going to look like? So Microsoft has a lot of potential of yeah. good. But we're still not seeing it, but it's still not making it easy for me to buy a Series X. So I think they're probably happy enough right now with what they're doing. I, I would have to agree with you. In other Sony news, Justin, this is our third Sony story here. Um, the Last of Us 3 from IGN. This article, The Last of Us Part 3 has a plot, but it's not being made, dot, 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 yet. This is by um, Joe Screlbus. Screbbles. 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 Um, excuse me. Oh, was he on, was he on Cracked.com? Was that him? I don't want to speak if he's on drugs or not. No, the website, Justin, oh, <laughs> the, the comedy website, Crack.com. Gotcha, gotcha. um, he writes this, or I guess this is from Neil Druckmann said this, who is the writer and was one of the writers and I believe the director of The mm-hmm. Last of Us. And yeah. he's now been, I see the president of Naughty Dog. He got promoted recently. He's By recently, it. I mean like two months ago, three months ago. He said this, I don't know how much I want to reveal co-writer Haley Gr- or Hallie Gross and I did write an outline for the story that we're not making, but I hope one day can see the light of day that explores a little bit what happens after the game. We'll see. So basically it is the least committal <laughs> answer, which makes sense because I mean, I assume that even if they are doing part three, which hasn't been announced that it would be clearly in like the pre 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 production of like has to be written or not even written like, the story has to be created. Yeah, he's you know? an outline, guys. Correct, correct. So it's not like, I think Ellie should say this. It's it's like, <laughs> here's what happens. Um, and I, I find this interesting. So The Last of Us, there's been so much news with it over the past year from Last of Us 2 leaking to it coming out and all that. And then recently with The Last of Us remake, now we're getting news that, hey, it's not confirmed that Last of Us 3 is happening, but it's confirmed that People are starting to think about it because I assume you have to have the plot for this sort of like a narrative focused game to like pitch it. Oh, I, obviously, I even if you're the president of the company or the writer, you have to pitch this to people. And like there, I'm assuming like you want to have an idea. You don't want to just be like, yeah, we're making it. Shh, uh, what are we doing? Uh, Correct. I, don't know, I have no idea. So like. It is still extremely early to even have any sort of thoughts about this game, but. I don't know if I, this might be a controversial opinion. I thought the ending for The Last of Us Part Two was like tied a nice bow on the whole series. And by the whole series, I mean the two games. <laughs> uh, I, I think they left it a little open-ended in case they wanted to make more. But to me, Part 1, Part 2 was like the perfect, Part 2 was the perfect follow-up for me to Part 1. And so having to make a Part 3 to follow up what I thought was a perfect, like already perfect follow-up, just like, I I worry that you are doing too much. Not you, that they are doing too much. Does that make sense? Can I give you a counterpoint? Can I give you a Okay, clearly not. Yes. No, I I, I disagree strongly because of how I felt after The Last of Us 1. 
Mm -hmm. because I think one of the brilliant things about The Last of Us 1, if you're looking at that game on its own, is how that was a complete story. Yeah. And the 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 ending of that is beautiful on its own. It did not yeah. need The Last of Us Part 2. I didn't know I, I wanted A Last of Us Part 2 until I got it, until mm -hmm. I started seeing about it, till then you get the story, and I'm like, what a what a great way to extend all the other stuff for me to to actually like... To, to get to know and like Ellie as a character the way I like her in The Last of Us Part 2, like might be a, the wrong word to use here, but like... Um, I know what you mean. To like to like understand her more as a character, to uh, explore that character more, to explore that world more. Um, and I guess, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you, like with the fact that I think The Last of Us Part 2 ended in a place that is good. Because yeah. I do think it did. You could end it there, never talk about it again. But then I think about what I was like at the end of one, and I'm like, I don't need it. But I love Last of Us Part Two; it's mm -hmm. awesome. And there's so much you could do. I mean, if if we think about what is the next step of this game, like there's so much you like. There, there's so many paths you can take in this timeline. Um, I, again, I, I don't want to necessarily go into spoilers or anything, but you can have a next step to that story. Uh Yes, I agree. Like, obviously, like, I mean, I said you said you were not, you didn't want to talk about spoilers. You mean about like Last of Us Part Two? Yeah, we we're can about to if be, you want. We're about to be spoiling the end of Last of Us Part Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't played it, I think that we have talked about it enough that you should go play it. It's a game that was so good that Justin and I started a podcast yeah. to talk about. Um. So anyway, at the end of Last of Us Part Two, Ellie survives. Abby survives. Like. It, it ends with Ellie walking by literally walking away from Abby, letting that go and then walking away from her life with Dina and, and then her guitar and, and symbolically sort of letting everything go with, with what happened with Joel. So I think you get the resolution of that character. And so like, I don't know what, what else needs to be said because at the end of the last of us part one, yes, to your exactly what you said, it, it told a complete story, but it ended with that tension between Joel and Ellie where like Ellie clearly knows that Joel lied to her, but has to sort of go along with it. And then that's where we get the, the whole game of the last of us part two. Whereas with part two, it ends with just like the end. That's it. That's all. That's your lot. You know, do you sort of know what I mean? You say that, but what is the, what is the ending screen of that game? Uh, I believe it is. Oh, the, the boat get them getting to Santa Barbara. Yeah. Right. And yeah, you're right. And they they that is not an accident. They they have opened the door that there's more here. And I think like, you know, you could say Ellie's story is done, uh, you know, uh, but even then, I, I still want to know what happens next. And I know I want to know what Haley Gross and Neil Druckmann say is next, because I, yeah. I have my opinions, but like I trust them as storytellers to like want to yeah. know where they go with it. Um, I have a OK, I have a question about yeah. this then for you. So The Last of Us Part One is just a straight up a very linear story of like a to b and more so than i thought uh, until i replayed it this the uh, last year <laughs> like literally like yeah. here's how it starts here's yeah. how it ends the story is straight through last of us part two is not a traditional narrative in the way that it is structured and i think that's awesome lots of people disagree that's fine but i it personally resonates with me in a way that i was like this is awesome do you how my question is like when you 
do something so what what's the word I'm looking for? Different. That's not what I'm looking for, but we're going to go with it. When you do something so different as what they did with the last of us part two in telling this dual narrative, what do you do for the third installment? Because at this point it's like, well, if you just tell a regular a to B story again, it's kind of like, well, you're just going back to that more traditional structure, which is fine. But once you've sort of tasted how good that alternate structure can be, it's sort of like, well, this feels a little bit like we're retreading old ground. But then if you do like a dual narrative or something like that, again, it's like, well, we've already done this. I, I, this is interesting too because it would be yeah. interesting to see what Naughty Dog does with this because people hated the dual narrative. Some people <laughs> loved it. It was I loved it. I but, loved but it. But some people hated it. Like it was divisive, right? Like so, yes. like they they would have to be making a choice of what to do next. Um, but I, I think in terms of like taking the narr- like who's who's the focus of the story on? Um, because let me be honest, like I don't think a story focused on Abby would be as popular with fans as we'd want. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> Like I would, I would like it because I loved Abby, but like, does not seem People like that was the general. Her. They the really general. hated her for yes. some reason. It had to do with a golf club, I think. Anyway, but Perhaps. um, the um. The thing that I think would be a good, like, th- that's not been resolved in the story is how people say how, like, violent and negative and, and unhappy this story is. Mm-hmm. And it look it paints a very bad picture of humanity. Yeah. The Fireflies, though, if we focus on a Firefly-based story about the world lighting up again, connecting the world again, going into a Death Stranding connection I was going to say, it's just, it's just Death Stranding. <laughs> But, it, you know, connecting the world again and showing that humanity is not this irredeemable as a group thing, that there is still hope there for us. Um, I think you could get your your third part of a trilogy that is that hopeful part. So instead of ending on a sad kind of down and comfortable note that there's still like hope for people. Um, I would be hmm. really interested to see what that could look like if they want to go there. And if they don't want to go there. Give me more about the Last of Us world. Give me about the Fireflies. Give me a, give me about like what what happened. You know wh- how they formed, how they started. Give me a story where where if they want to double down on on Joel, making Joel like the antagonist of the story. Um, you know they could do something like you know a beginning of this whole thing where we've already explored Joel as being this complicated character. They've hinted at what his past was. There's still mm-hmm. a lot that we could find out about Joel on a story that's focused on Joel and Tommy. Why would that not be a beautiful game? Oh, for sure. But I guess like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's interesting that you say though that the Last of Us Part Two you think ended on like a bleak and down note because I think it ended on more of a hopeful note. Like, obviously the game is fucking dark and like yeah, yeah. like dour and depressing and like, but the ending of it like. She lets Abby go. Obviously, she goes to kill her, but she doesn't. She lets him go, lets her go, and she takes love with her. And then Ellie goes home, and sure, yeah, Dean is gone and all that stuff, but she leaves all of that stuff behind her, and she moves on, which I find to be an uplifting message. I, I got to have to listen to our podcast again, but I think we had a, like a similar opposition at the end of the game because okay. the, the part like when Ellie's playing her guitar at the end, like yeah, that is the so most sad. tragic scene. Of, of the whole game for me because she's lost her soul. And yeah, she she made the right choice by not killing um, Abby, but like she's also like not, she's mm-hmm. lost everything. She's lost her her family. 
uh, in both like the the Joel sense, but also the Dina sense and yeah. the baby sense. And she walks away, and it's a little bit like, where is she going next? Is she going back to Dina, or is she going somewhere else? And where is that next place go for her? If she doesn't go back to Dina, how is how is it happier if she leaves and never comes back and goes to the next thing? Yeah. Um, I, I think like obviously there there's that that little part of redemption for who like we can still redeem Ellie as a character at the end of The Last of Us. That's still there, but it's not happy. It's hard. It's hard. The redemption is hard. She kills a pregnant woman. Like, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she does. Did, did, wait, did she knew? Did she know? She, she no, didn't. Yeah, no, yeah, she yeah. didn't know. Yeah, okay, but yeah, okay. like, I was like, wait, wait, that would really change things. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. She did not purposefully kill a pregnant right, right. person, but. She did, but yeah, uh, I just want to go play the last one too again. I, I know, like, and, and but I, I think regardless, like I want, like I want more of this world and more of these stories. Yeah, and if that looks like more of where we ended after Last of Us and have a Last of Us Part Three, or if we have the First of Us, <laughs> which is a dumb <laughs> right. naming convention, but if we have that, I'd be okay with that too. I just, I just trust Naughty Dog so much. Yeah. Um, and I want to see what they do next. And if they do something other than The Last of Us or Uncharted, I will I will play that and I will love it. But the fact that they wrote an outline for this, I would pay everything I own except for my dog. I would and, and my I wouldn't pay everything I own. I would pay some money to like I know, read that. Outline. I know the grander point you're trying to say. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. This is a not literal. Justin, let's talk about Returnal. Speaking of 10 out of 10s, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I am, uh, bef- I, I've seen you playing this, as we've sort of talked about before. Uh, I've seen that you're playing it, and last week we talked a little bit about whether or not you would like it, based on my recommendation. And it seemed like you would be into it, but I don't know how much. How do you like Returnal? How far have you gotten? What's your sort of sniff test of this. It was was very cathartic listening to our conversation from last week after playing this game for a little bit. Because the questions I was asking, I think, were extremely valid questions. Yes. Um, And I'm going to start off with the the Hades route because I was not super hot on Hades. Um, I liked the story of Hades. I was a little bit bored by the moment-to-moment gameplay of it and the repetitive Mm -hmm. nature of the moment-to-moment gameplay. Um, And one of the things I uh, asked about was how long does a run take? Yes. Um, So I'm going to start with a very negative uh, view of the game that the runs take a long time yes they do and there's no way around of saying that's a positive for me like that Mm -hmm. that is the one thing that prevents me from playing it more yeah knowing i have to invest potentially uh, what's the longest run you've ever been on (laughs) Uh, like an hour and a half yeah i I think (laughs) i think i'm pretty close to that one too like so um like to, to know that like i have to like carve a specific chunk of time out that i'm kind of like locked into and you're locked into it because there's no mid run saving of this which is Correct. kind of a very strong negative of it um and when like you can put your game in rest mode but we everyone talks about how the, the playstation randomly decides to put in an update you're like oh what did you update oh you just updated something so i would lose my progress you you stupid playstation <laughs> yes um but uh, that that does make it like you have to invest a lot of time into doing something like that. I think one of my favorite things about like a Dark Souls, you stop the game, it'll pick you up where you stopped it. Yeah. 
You know, like it, it saved everything up to that point. Like you just stop like before a boss door, you put the game back on, you're back at that boss door, like whatever. Like they're right. good at saving nonstop. This one, if you do that, they will, you just end your run and start again. Mm-hmm. So the length thing is, is the one thing that is the biggest barrier for me as a player. The, the second thing is the uh, comparison to Hades. And this game is for me way more fun than Hades. Oh, cool. I, okay, I enjoy it way more than Hades. Um, and in the roguelite thing, um, I enjoy it way more than the Hades road, roguelike thing. I think the one thing that if we're talking about the story, Hades does a little bit better about like giving you a little bit every time that's a little bit yeah. more progression. Ba- like you, you're, you're developing relationships in a better way than this one because you're essentially the only character in it besides, you know, the astronaut character. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Um, This one, the reason I like this better is because there's so much more strategy involved in each run. Mm-hmm. Because you uh, you can clear out all the rooms, but you don't have to collect upgrades in that room. You can go back and later like like go to different places and re-explore things to like, oh, I'm really low on health. I need a little bit of health. I'm going to get health from here. Or they have like certain like rooms that you can go into that can completely like ex- expand, extend your um, life, but also like reheal yourself. They have like so many options that you when you run into a room, you don't have to make that choice to use that room yet. Yeah. Whereas in Hades, you're always moving forward and you can't go back. So if yeah. there's like an upgrade choice or there's like three upgrades, I have to like either make that choice in the moment to get that upgrade um, or I don't. Mm-hmm. And if I, I don't have the currency to upgrade myself at that point, I, I'm screwed. I can't do anything with that. Whereas Returnal, I can go back and upgrade later, sort of, depending on what biome you're in. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an example of uh, why this game is my kind of strategy game more so than like a Hades is. So my first time uh, getting to the boss of the uh, first biome. Yeah. The forest biome, I guess, if you can call that dark, dank, black area of of forest, right? Um, I knew the boss was coming up because they telegraph that stuff pretty clearly. Like there's a, someone jumped down this hole. There's a boss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was like, I got to power myself up. So I like kind of went around. I like cleared up all the rooms. I had these, I had all my uh, like uh, currencies that I could use. I was like, all right, I want to make sure I get this. I want to make sure I have this. I went through all the places, did everything I needed to do. So I faced that boss and I felt like I was ready to face that boss. I wasn't just like, I got to fight this boss now. I prepared myself for it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I get to that first boss and guess what? I beat him on my first try. Did you really? (laughs) And I'm not like a, a capital, capital G gamer here like i've said i'm bad at this but i was able to do that not just because i was um i'm good at games i was able to prepare for that mm-hmm. and like i didn't just jump in like the next room this is your boss you have a sliver of health left that's all you got you have no choice i was able to make myself ready for that choice because i could explore the, the world again and like really fill things out so like that was such a cool moment for me and i do not have that control in other games yeah um like roguelike games kind of because i feel like you're kind of like, like specifically in hades because you keep moving through it and that just made things more fun for me because uh, I felt like I had control of my progress more so than another game. Um, so I, I in, I'm enjoying it a lot. I love the controlling of it. I love the feeling of it. I love the shooting in the game. Um, I, it's to the point, like, if I go through that first biome, it beca- it's become a podcast game for me. 
Uh, me too. Yes. <laughs> Which is like, uh, again, a part of the, the issue with this game is how long the runs take. Um, yeah. I play this game seven to eight hours, I think, and I've died nine times. You do the math, right? And a right. lot of those first deaths are like quick. <laughs> yeah. Like right when you <laughs> like, start up. Yeah. It happens pretty quick. Um, and, uh, like that at a point can be discouraging. Um, but I've, I've, I've taken this game to kind of reconceptualize what a rogue game is mm-hmm. because aren't, aren't, um, what are those games called? Uh, like a Apex, what are those called? Live service games? Fortnite. Uh, Battle Royale? Battle Royale games. Those are kind of like roguelikes. Rogue, I mean, essentially yeah, you start, sure. in, you start in, in at zero sense. and you have to build yourself up a little bit. So that's how I've, I've, I've mentally put my brain into this game. Like, all right, I just, I, uh, I lost, I did, I did not get a victory royale on this one. I got to do it again. I'm going to yeah. keep doing it until I get my victory royale. I know I can build my skills to do that. Um, but I, I like it a lot. Uh, there, there's a lot of good stuff. And I think ultimately the thing that makes this game the most replayable for me is just the, the shooting in it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Are you, uh, have you beaten the second boss? I have not. I've gotten to the second boss once, um, and uh, I, uh, I was angry that I died. Um, yeah. And part of it was, uh, I, I've, I really haven't played the second biome that many times. I think, I've only done it twice, yeah, because the first time I, I got pretty far in it, and the second time I got to the boss and died, but I also try to mainline it a little bit more. Yeah the second time and that's why this game takes so long because you can't just mainline it like they do some good metroidvania stuff about like segmenting out your progression a little bit so i never have to fight the first boss again if i don't want to right but but i want to make sure i fill out things and and explore that world to get more upgrades to make sure i get better weapon drops and make sure i have more health and stuff so by the time i get to the the second boss i'm going to be prepared for it so Mm -hmm. um I I liked it. I'm liking it a lot, and I'm not sick of it yet. But I can tell that I'm never going to finish this game. Yeah. So, um, okay. So okay. where are you? Because you, you you went from being at the beginning of it to then you put a lot more time into it, and you you've reviewed it, you've had thoughts on it. Where are you at? So I'm about 20 hours mm-hmm. into this game, which. Before I even talk about this, can I just preface by saying I fucking hate people who like hard games. Like, I don't. Sorry, I'm making a generalization. But, like, anytime anyone tweets about, like, man, it took me four tries, but I finally beat the first boss of Returnal, there's always someone in the comments being like, huh, I beat it actually on my first try. Uh, I uh, please be please be aware I was not trying to flex no, on you. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not talking about you. But I'm talking about people who like. Yeah, anytime yeah. someone is like, "Oh my gosh, I just I did this hard thing and like I it took me forever, but I did it." And then there's someone like, oh, "You thought it was hard?" <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck you." Yeah. So I so I reviewed Returnal, um, having put about 15 hours into it, which was on the low end, and I personally felt like I didn't play it long enough to really get an opinion on some things about it. And I'm glad that it seems like what I talked about in my review was widely. A lot of people felt the same way as I did. I lucked out here and I didn't look like an idiot being like, this game's great. When actually like after the, after the third boss, it turns into just the worst game in the world, you know? So I'm glad that that worked out, but I'm when I, when I, put my review up i was stuck on the third boss today i'm still stuck on the third boss and the problem is the thing that we've sort of been talking about is the length of the runs 
I get very frustrated when I die in this game because it's you start at with zero, you start with nothing. And and like I thought when you first got that astronaut statue that that was a permanent oh, upgrade in the I same wish. way that Hades does the death defy where yeah. you're like, okay, you have three lives now. Um, yeah, I wish that was the case. Oh my God. So not bad. the case. No, not the case at you gotta, all. You gotta randomly get that shit again. Correct. So I've been like trying to beat this third boss, but the problem is I've only like, I think I need two to three more times of actually fighting it to beat it for me to really understand the yeah, patterns. Yeah, it's simple, it. right? Two to three. What's that going to invest you? Four hours because I've I've beaten it I've I've faced it maybe four or five times. I have tried to get to it maybe 15, 16 times, and I like I get to the third place because you don't you don't have to. Here's a spoiler: once you beat that second area, you can fuck right off with that. Like you there, you have a way to get straight to the third area from the first area. Do you get like a hook shot? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you when you beat that second boss, you get a hook shot. Which, yeah. by the way, there, you uh, you know how you're in the desert in that second biome, and then you like get into like a like a castle like ruins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once you get to the base of that castle, there's a teleporter that takes you right to the boss. Oh. Uh, as an FYI for you, I found that out the you're hard kidding. way. No way, you're kidding me. Nope. So you you go through the ruins. Uh, you go through the uh, the desert. desert and there's like five, four or five areas that you have to get through. And then when you're at the f- base of the actual ruins, there's like this thing that opens up right at the like right at the mouth of where you need to go to actually enter. And you walk through it and it brings you right to the top. Huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it'll be on, it's on the left when you're it, sort of it'll, it'll make my life a little bit easier. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and like that was I discovered that. I mean, it's pretty out in the open about it so like i discovered that but that is there's nothing like that for this third for the third but oh i guess there kind of is you open up a bridge i guess but what i'm trying to say is like getting there is like a gauntlet and i've gotten to the point where i'm like i'm trying not to i'm in this weird place where i'm trying not to care about my runs so that when i eventually die i'm not like the angriest i've ever been but because i'm not like really invested in caring about the runs i'm not getting I'm not going out of my way to like go into all the side rooms to get upgrades and stuff, which is frustrating because you want to be going and getting all those upgrades to be better. But I'm kind of like, well, I just need to get to the boss, learn the patterns a little bit, and then I can move forward. But to beat the boss, I need to have all these upgrades and invest a lot of time into it. But I'm sort of like, well, if I go into all these side rooms and I die at the boss, or I die before the boss, then why, like, why did I even spend all the time doing that? So I am cycling between like this game is great and also like fuck this game uh, which is hard <laughs> and, and i think one of the things like i struggle with uh, with things that i do um as i talked about with buying an xbox series x if i start something i feel like i need to finish it yeah but i i think if i get to a point when this game when th- that's my reality i just don't have to finish it yeah yes and, but and I want I, to. And I, I can't. I, I cannot tell you an arcade game I beat all the way. Like, there's not right. a single arcade game I've beaten all the way and gotten like the high score. I've never beat Pac-Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never beat Donkey Kong. Um, and uh, I think there will be a point when I'm tired in this game. But yeah. as of now, going through this first biome at this point nine times, uh, going through the desert biome twice, 
Uh, I was shocked at how different the second biome was in terms of gameplay from the first biome. Very right. impressed with it. Like I, when I first went to that one, it felt like I was playing Dark Souls almost because I'm like, this is a new place. I don't know what's happening around this corner. What are these all these people doing? This is a different way of it interacting with the environment. I thought it was just going to be copy and paste a different color scheme. And mm-hmm. it wasn't. I was exploring it. But you make me do that 15, 20, 30 times then I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- it's not fun anymore. I, I've found all my audio logs, all my words, all my everything like that. I'm done. I don't need to play it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that first area. I'm done. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I've had about 50 runs and I am so tired of it just because like there's nothing new and, and yeah, um, those flying enemies that are just like the, that have like the big flappy wings that do like the lunge at you i hate because i like i what never did, what did you say like I, I forget if this was a tweet or you told me that anything that's flying can get fucked <laughs> yeah for, for, like for, like i'll sign that i will own that i do not like those enemies uh, i like the enemies that are flying that have like the tentacles because i i think that they have like recognizable attack patterns and yeah the, the big flappy ones that i don't like they turn orange when they're yeah. about to come at you but the timing is wrong for like when they turn to when you need to dodge. Like it just, it doesn't line up for me super well, but also here's my problem with talking about this game, Justin, and what I appreciate that I'm able to talk to you about. But like, if I were to talk about, I I feel if I were to talk about this in any format of like, yeah, like I just, for whatever reason, can't get the dodging with these enemies. Right. People are just like, Oh, well you're just bad. Or like, Oh, just practice, get good. Like, yeah, uh, that was helpful. Thank you. Yeah. I should have considered and I feel better. like I feel like though with a game like Dark Souls, like that, like the the get good mentality is that you really you know you you can like you you don't have to play two hours to get to that boss again, <laughs> right? It, it it went from testing my skills to testing my patience, and I, like I don't love that. I don't because in a single click I could be playing Apex Legends, mm-hmm. or I guess two clicks, excuse me, but like point still stands you know what i'm trying to say like i just it's hard it's also hard for me right now to want to even start it up and try it because i'm so stuck but i've been trying to get through it because when i eventually break through i will be like i might pass out like Like a positive (laughs) pass out though right uh, sort of well i get so (laughs) tense i get very tense i don't know about if you've experienced this with this game i think it might be partially because of like the haptic triggers, the the feedback from the triggers, like I'm like gripping my controller because I'm sh- like stressed and like invested. Are you, are you doing that at all? Uh, I got I got to be honest with you. Uh, I, you were talking a lot about the the haptic feedback being fun. I got to be honest. I must have like dead hands or something from all my from all my years working in the warehouse. I I like am only aggravated by the the vibrations or I'm just like not feeling them. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm also the like the rain and stuff. You don't feel those. Like- I, no, I feel it, but it's just like it doesn't add to it. I'm like, because I, I I'm a I'm a weirdo like that. I think. Um, okay. Like I uh I don't need like the rumbles and stuff. And like I I I grew up with the wave bird. Doesn't have rumble in it. Don't need sure. it. Like I don't feel it. But no, I I I. I was hoping I would have cared more about that than I did. And actually a fun thing about the haptic feedback. Um, it, I was playing uh, finishing uh one of my longest runs. 
um, the run I beat the first boss and went to the first biome for the first time, the second biome for the first time. Um, I was playing it. It was like 1240 at night when I finally finished that run. And my girlfriend was trying to sleep and she's like, can you turn the TV down? So I'm like, sure. Muted it. And the controller is so, <laughs> was loud. so loud. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to do this. And I, oh, God, what is it going? It, it was like just as loud with the controller just being on as it was with the game. Well, not really, but like, you know, metaphorically. But um no, I, 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 I get like that, like, like tummy tension when, when I'm playing the game, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the uncomfy thing that I, that I'm always like, stress is good. Stress is good. If you're not stressed, you don't care if you're, I always say that to yeah, myself, yeah. uh, but I, I do care apparently. Um, so no, but I do know like there's that tension in it. And like with a game like this, this is a sit up game. Well, I always talk about a lay this down is, versus this a sit is up a game. Sit up on your knees. Now, now I joked about the joke. I said I, I listen to podcasts, but I can still sit up and listen to a podcast, right? Yeah. I'm not listening to what she's saying anymore because by a certain point, you've listened to all the new dialogue that you get for that section mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, no, but I, I totally understand that. And that's why I came to grips with the idea that I'm never going to beat this game or force myself to beat this game. Uh, but here's, here's my thing, Justin is it's attainable a game like dark souls for me i've only ever beaten one dark souls game i beat dark souls 3 um what's it bloodborne you beat bloodborne you should play bloodborne maybe i will it's perhaps returnal has given returnal returnal has given me my fill of fuck you game that's that's the new genre (laughs) it's it's not it's not Soulsborne. it's not challenging game or arcade it's a fuck you game um and like there, can, can I tell you how many biomes are in it? I know because I got the like the Four? press info. Six. Four or five. Oh shit! Okay, damn. So there's so there's six bosses like with the big health bar and everything. That have, well, like, there's the six three bosses, phases. but there are there six biomes. I'm I assume, I assume so. Okay. Um, so oh, like, that to just me, makes sense. That is, okay, never mind. Keep going. Six is attainable. Like that's doable. And I've seen all sorts of people, and I've seen all sorts of people on Twitter talk about like, Oh, I beat returnal in 18 hours. I'm stuck halfway through the game. So a part of me is like, I want to push through. I want to break through this and I want to beat this game because at this point I've put the time into it. Similar to what we we're talking about with you buying the series. X. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I put the time in, I want to see this through to the end, but my worry is like, okay, eh, it's going to be <laughs> like, if I'm like smashing my head against this brick wall, I still got, quite a few more hits and so i'm gonna even come close to breaking it down yeah you know are are you having fun in these runs Uh, at all not anymore Hmm. i'm full of vengeance and hatred uh Uh, but but, yeah by the by the time i but the thing is like i was i was i was having so much fun with it up until i hit the brick wall that is boss number three um a friend of mine tweeted and this is sort of what i was talking about (laughs) where like people are talking about how good they are at this game and i'm so bad is that uh, i had a friend who's like i beat in the same run, the second boss and the third boss. First first try for both of them. I'm like, I didn't do that. Couldn't, can't do it. Not good enough. Gotta get good, I suppose. But uh, when I eventually beat boss number three, I'm saying when because I'm going to. It will be, the like I said, I'm going to pass out. Like I'm going to be just so amped about it. And that is when I'm going to start having fun again because I'm tired of the areas that I'm going through. Like so I've, you have uh, to go through those areas again to level up, right? <laughs> I get right. Like so, by the time I get through and unlock that fourth area, that fourth biome, then it's going to be interesting and fun, and there's going to be the exploration and more of the story is going to be revealed and all that stuff. So, 
So am I having fun right now? No. Will I have fun later? Yes, I will. Yeah, I I get like games can be hard. I just don't see how this game is is would be hurt if there was a clear like save point or something like that. Like, I don't uh, know why that would be a bad thing to have. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like they might be interested in doing that. I don't know if you saw this. I think they tweeted House Mark tweeted like, hey, we've heard the request for adding save points mid run might be something we're working on. That'd be great. But even then, that, that that's a save point that like, I think, doesn't that mean like you could just save in the middle of a run? Not the fact that your progress saves. What do you mean? Like that wouldn't shorten a run. That would just allow you to stop, turn off your console in the middle of it. Correct. Or right. like go to a different game. Right. And, yeah. and I'm sorry, like that doesn't seem to be the thing that's stopping you from enjoying the game. No, it's, it's hard. And I get, <laughs> and I get it's a hard game and yeah. I get to get yeah. good at it. I have to play it. I have right. to just learn the patterns. Same thing. Like I had a hard time playing Sekiro when it first came out because it's a hard game that I had to learn the patterns too. And eventually I did I didn't beat it, but like I got what I wanted to out of it. I just got to learn how to play the game. It's just hard. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think part of it's that when you go through those first areas again, it's not the same kind of challenge. It's just like a time consuming thing that you can achieve that occasionally you die on and stop progress rather than it being like you keeping good. Cause Sekiro, same thing. You can learn the patterns, but you're not starting from scratch every time. Mm-hmm. Like, there are clearly save points to move forward on. Right. This sure. game, what I'm saying, we need yeah. bonfires, man. Yeah, one, and that's the thing. Just let me start at the beginning of the second, uh, at the beginning of the third biome, man. Like, having to go through the first one every single time, and hopefully I get a weapon I like. Which, by the way, how many weapons have you unlocked? Uh, so I got to both times, both freaking times I got to like the, the, it's not the scatter shot. It's the one you get in the second biome. Um, I had a parasite on me that prevented me from picking up weapons or if I picked up the Ugh. weapon and got another item, it would have killed me. So I've never used it before. Nah. <laughs> uh, so I, so you start off with the three, there's like the assault rifle, the, pistol, the shotgun, this, and the yeah. pistol, which by the way, uh, wild that all three of those guns are like good. I like them all. Like I like them. Like all of those three are viable options for me. And then you get that like whatever you're ta- whatever you're talking That's about. That's the, the one I've never biome. tried before because it's like the parasites like it ain't happening, bud. It's like an assault rifle that's way worse. Oh, like, okay. I don't. It's know like why. It, it, okay, okay, yeah. It, it, to me, it does make sense to use. Um, and then there's like a like a poison thrower, which is also like don't use that. The, and then a rocket launcher, which also is. So I wish you'd have two weapons, first of all. But the second thing is that there is the permanent unlocks on the weapons that I kind of dig. So they they do incentivize you to use weapons that you like constantly because between runs, those upgrades stay there so they get better and better, um, which is cool. And I like that. And that's interesting. Have you gotten the burst fire with the pistol? No, because but I'm, assu- I'm assuming that I, I, I really I, I was reading like a tips you should do for new gamers um, and uh, new gamers for new players. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not a new gamer, but I'm bad gamer. Um, and they said to really focus on the pistol because that makes beginning runs better. Uh, yeah, I don't like the triple sh- the burst. Oh, fire. and you you're you're stuck with it. Uh, no, not every time, which is weird. Like sometimes oh. it's not. Sometimes oh. it is. I think it's I think it's dependent on what your alternate fire mode is. Hmm. Because uh, some of those are useful and some of those are just worthless. Oh, speaking um, of speaking of alternate fire mode, yeah, I never use the the aim down the sights. 
Yeah. I, I have never, like, I, I did for my first, like, couple runs, and I'm like, this is stupid. So I just hit fire because I cannot, my, my fingers don't have the ability to, even with the haptic feedback thing, I can't, like, just do it just do enough. It so I'll uh, automatically either, like, accidentally, like, do my old fire or, like, nothing will happen. So I've just given up on that. I've also seen, like, because I've been watching tip videos on how to beat the third boss. They're like, don't, <laughs> don't aim down You're your like, side. But the dude. problem is not beating the third, the first, the third boss is getting there. Right. Where's that tip like, video? Well, they said just run past the enemies. I'm like, I'm like, I cannot. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do it. So, all in all, better than the medium. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And I think this is better than the medium because um, I am shocked I've played this game as much as I have. Like when sure. you look at, like, you go back in your ship and you find like the the amount of. Um, Enemies like, you've killed. And, uh, enemies you've yeah. killed, time you played, deaths you have. I was shocked. I was like, you really played it that much? And I do think some of that might have been just idle time of me listening to raindrops on my controller. Yeah. Um, but um, I, it, it just kind of sucks up time, and the combat's great. And mm-hmm. all my problems with the game have nothing to do with technical things with the game. Um, it, it, it has to do with me just not being good enough at the game, and it has yeah. to do with, I guess, if you're going to say a technical thing about the saving mid-run thing, but I, I really, at this point, haven't run into a place where my run is going to be too long for me to like have to stop in the middle of it or something like that. Um, I think, I think that's game- a problem. I think that's a problem for people who are good at it. Like, if you were to beat the first boss, like, start from the beginning, beat the first boss, beat the second boss in one run... Like that would probably take you a while because you have to unlock those alternate yeah. paths and everything yeah. like that. But. Um, I, I have a couple things. I'm really interested to see speed runs of this once I get further in the yeah. game. Like I don't want to ruin it yet. I would love to see good people play it because um, that I have never seen a good person play this, and I've only watched myself play it. Sure. Uh, but I want to give you a fun little a fun little thing. So Metacritic, the user score, the the Metacritic score for um, Returnal is an 86. Uh, for the critics yeah for the critics yeah the user score is a 7.5 now want to hear something fun the medium the the critics score is a 7.1 but the user score is a 7.4 so we're 0.1 the returnal according to users is 0.1 percentage better than the medium which isn't that high preposterous preposterous (laughs) (laughs) um i think the the thing that's interesting about this to me is when there's a big disparity between critic scores and user scores in mm-hmm. um, in uh, a game. And it's really interesting because I, I was talking positively about the the stuff that people were talking about with Returnal and how we uh, there's a lot of buzz going around this game. That's I mean, that's a big jump down to yeah. being, you know, a, a high eight to a middling seven between the users and the critics. So what's not happening there? And I think, to, unfortunately, maybe this game just isn't that kind of mainstream game that is going to get everyone involved in it. Uh, yeah, y- yes, I would I would probably agree with you because I think hard games are difficult to sell a person on. Mm-hmm. I know that I used to be like, yeah, I'd love to play a hard game. Like I play when I was into Dark Souls, like, yeah, I, I would love that. And now I'm kind of like, like, I didn't play Demon Souls. I meant to, but I was like thinking about buying it. It's like, ah, if I buy Demon Souls, it's going to be frustration and anger. Is that really what I'm looking for to relax? And the answer is no, no, no. Uh, so I, I think that that is that's where I fall with it. And, and the idea of like mass appeal for these games seems to be 
probably a little low for that reason. Yeah, and and I think that mass appeal is the perfect thing for that. So I'm really interested to see in the coming weeks what the sales numbers are in this game. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really think that the question of this game is not so much, is this a $70 game? Like, I don't think that's the, the question. I think yeah. the question is more along the lines of, is this a good game or not for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I, th- I, I think people, like, ultimately, like, I hate to be this person, but, like, 60 versus $70, like, that $10 difference doesn't make or break a game. But yeah. is this a game that you're willing to pay full price for? That is the question that's going to break, make or break this game. And I think when people are playing this because they're hearing good things about it, then they're playing it and they're just getting, like, knocked in the teeth with it. Um, I think that's creating this kind of, like, just general consumer uh, dissonance with it. So I'm only interested to see where that goes. Speaking of, uh, the, of separation between scores, yeah. um, just a quick check-in on The Last of Us Part Two. Metacritic score. Oh, yeah. How, the critics that ever improved? is a 93 Okay. And the users is a 5.7. Okay. Well, it's better than it was, I think. It was yeah, a 4.6 a while ago. However, there is uh was 150,000 user ratings. 150,000? 150,000. <laughs> That's so many. <laughs> Literally insane. And for for perspective, um both uh Returnal and the Medium have about 1200. So <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Yeah, some people didn't like it. Some people, lots of people did not like that game. Wow. That's insane. Uh, I think, to your point about, like, price and and all that, um, asking, like, is this a $70 game, I think is a more personal question than anything, depending on, like, you know, what you personally want to get out of a game and, and all this. Because to me, is this a $70 game? Yes, is this a game that I personally would buy for $70 if I didn't get it for as a review copy? I don't know. I would have to see a little bit more. Um, but I think that this game would really benefit from like a demo. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> benefit or um, uh, hurt it. I think benefit because like like for me, if I played a demo of the game, does it like does would not have to be a lot. Give me a 20 minute demo and say it is the full game but you have 20 minutes like i think there was like a wind waker demo that was like that Ooh, do you know what i'm trying to say so like how far can you get in 20 minutes you get one run oh that would actually be kind of cool come on you know what i'm saying you get one run but there is that like place right at the beginning that kills you on purpose kind of yeah but what i'm trying to say is like if you open the gates to be like play this you have 20 that it's a 20 minute demo i think they did that with resident evil too right recently one of those demos was like 20 minutes go wild that's really cool that would have sold me on it and i think that would have sold a lot of other people who might have been on the fence about it but then also that would have informed others who like oh this is not my kind of game you know to to say actually i it looked kind of cool but ultimately and, not what i want to get and i not think too I like this game would benefit from that too because I haven't got to that point that I know is coming in which I'm going to be unhappy with it in my eight hours playing it. I've enjoyed right. every run I've done so far. There's the frustrating parts like when I fall into a pit and then oh I'm in the middle gosh. of a battle and they point you, they respawn you literally Directly on the edge of that pit. Front of the pit and then and you, you fall right into again it. And yes, like, God! Yes. <laughs> like those are the things that are annoying to me. But overall, better than the medium. I like are you it. Are me? Or, yeah. I can't necessarily recommend it to you unless you are into these kind of games yes that's the thing this is 
a rogue light ass game. Like a hard ass rogue like yes, and if you cannot get on board with like it's going to be hard and it's going to be a roguelike, then you shouldn't play this game. (laughs) But if you're cool with those things or open to them, give it a try. Because that's the thing, I don't seek out those types of games, but I'm open to them, and so I am enjoying it despite my frustration and anger. Thank you so much for listening to episode number forty one of Hitbox, a podcast for the gamers. Um, I, I, I really do appreciate everyone who listens. And if you feel so inclined, it would be great if you could follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an email telling us what you think of, I almost said the medium, oh, but you can. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you think about the medium? I need to hear more people's opinions. Specifically, I want to talk about Returnal because I think that we may be talking about this game for another few weeks here. So let us know. You can email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. And then that Twitter account was at hitboxpod. Uh, You can also find us on Spotify. Give us a follow there or on Apple Podcasts. Same thing. Give us a follow. Leave us a review. That would really help us out. And you could tell a friend if you are enjoying the show. And they are also one of the gamers. Because, again, it's Hitbox for the gamers. Maybe that's – Justin, we'll talk about this off air. Season 2 of Hitbox is coming up, man. Season two. Oh yeah, we got We got to come up with a new season. We, oh we wow. Gotta re, okay. We got to rebrand. So I think it might be Hitbox for the game. Does that does that mean our uh, Infinity War Endgame is coming up? We got to have this like ultimate like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the question is: Is a season of Hitbox like a phase of the MCU? Because if it is, we've still got a few years yet to mm. get there. Mm. Or is this is the season? Oh, I guess the season finale. Yeah. Is okay. All right. Coming up. Yes. All right. So. Uh, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up here? Uh, not much. Uh, read books and play games. You can do both and be cool. Can you do both at the same time? If it's an audiobook and you're playing Returnal. <laughs> that was actually a very good answer. <laughs> anyway, my name is Peter Hunspitzeg. Always remember, old games are old. We'll catch you next time. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>